thanks very much for joining us this week. I'm Jonathan Armstrong from Cordray in London. And with me is Eric Sinrod over in sunny California. And Eric, <laughs> um, this, this week I've just been reading your blog on developments in Ashley Madison and this potential class action. So I guess everybody's already heard the Ashley Madison story, this big hack in July 2015, which exposed the personal data of many users of an adulterous website, some 38 million users. But there have been developments in, in the class action. Tell us a bit about it. <laughs> It is sunny here in California, IA. Uh, I was just in thunderstorms in Florida, so glad to make it back. But yeah, for legal eagles like us, Jonathan, Ashley Madison is sort of a, the, the gift that keeps on giving. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, for those who actually use the site, uh, they don't feel the same way. Um, it does seem like just yesterday that Ashley Madison was big news. Um, as you say, Ashley Madison claimed that it was the world's largest place on the Internet for married people to do what? not good things perhaps, to find adulterous partners. And as you say, Jonathan, the site boasted more than 38 million users, and probably most significantly, the site claimed that people looking for affairs could do so anonymously, and that's quite important, as is pretty self-obvious. Um, unfortunately, you're correct on the calendar. In July 2015, the site was hacked, and the personally identifiable information, otherwise known as PII, of many of the site's users was leaked. And there, was, there were consequences to this, Jonathan. Because of the hack and the leaks, as we can understand, marriages suffered. Even jobs were lost because in some states in the United States, uh, adultery is considered illegal. And you sign on to a, a job and you say, I will not violate the law, and then here you go. Uh, there's actually been some suicidal activity, which is extremely sad for people who were outed. And then there was potential blackmail of some government personnel who used the site, and then they were um, a, a, a blackmailed potentially by foreign governments saying, we will further expose you if you don't provide state secrets to us. Um, so there you have it. It's a mess. And now some of the Ashley Madison users who have been affected by the hack have been seeking legal redress, as we say. Um, they want to be made whole somehow. And therefore, a federal class action lawsuit has been filed of all places in the Eastern District of Missouri. It's a federal trial court in Missouri. Now, for this class action lawsuit to proceed, there must be plaintiff class representatives approved by the court. And by the way, Jonathan, when I turn it over to you, I'll be interested in what types of class action procedures you have. But here, we, we need to have some representative plaintiffs. They must have claims that are similar to those of the many thousands of people in the class. They must show they're going to be adequate representatives. They'll, they'll, they'll actually pursue the case. They'll cooperate with attorneys and their other requirements. And there must be numerosity in the class. There must be many class members, which there are. Um, now, what's different here is these proposed handful of class representatives have sought to proceed on an anonymous basis uh, because they don't want to cause any or any further potential publicity to themselves based on their use of the Ashley Madison adultery site because that's embarrassing to them. So they want to proceed with the case, but they don't want to expose their identities. Um, so there's been a very interesting initial legal development. This case is presided over by Judge John A. Ross, and he ruled just recently, Jonathan, 
that for the class representatives to go forward, they cannot, I underline the word, cannot do so on an anonymous basis. Now, he recognized the body of law that we have in this country where there's great sensitivity, such as cases involving child abuse or rape. In those very sensitive instances, plaintiffs can go forward under the law using pseudonyms instead of their real names. But he distinguished that from what we have here, where it's simply mere embarrassment uh, for the Ashley Madison users to go forward as class representatives using uh, their names. And he basically said their embarrassment does not trump the – did I just use the word trump? Oh, my God. We're not talking about the Donald here. <laughs> does not trump uh, – I always use the word not in front of the word trump – does not trump the presumption of openness we have here in court proceedings in the United States. So it's one thing for a child to be abused or raped. You know, that was not something volitional, and it's extremely sensitive. It's another thing for somebody to commit adultery or try to on a website uh, and then try to bring a legal claim for uh, this hack. So th what this judge did rule was that um, these class representatives have duties to work you know, on behalf of the class, and to do so, they have to be identifiable. Now, yeah. if they don't want to have their real names so exposed, then they, they need to step down as potential class representatives. We call them putative class representatives, and just be members of the big class um, and that's one way they can preserve their identity. So where, what's going to happen now, as I foresee it, Jonathan, and I'm almost done, sorry for the long wind-up, but nice. e either, either these putative class representatives will just proceed using their real names. My guess is they might not want to, given that they really made an effort to proceed anonymously. So if they run drop down into the general class, then it's up to the lawyers to find putative class representatives and when I say putative, that means because the class hasn't been certified yet by the judge saying it can proceed on a class basis. But the first step is getting the representatives. My guess is out of the many thousands of people who've been exposed, um, some of them will probably be willing to be class yeah. representatives. They might feel like they've been outed already. Maybe they don't care. Maybe they have an open marriage. Um, maybe they're interested in proceeding. And, you know, there can be some compensation for some of your duties as a class representative. So that's where it stands now. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts, especially in terms of what types of procedures you might have in the UK to deal with these kinds of cases. Yeah, I, I think it's um, I think it's an intriguing case to me. I mean, as far as we're concerned, then I, I think there are two different uh, developments which are which are potentially of interest. The first is um, obviously we, we've discussed it before the GDPR, this forthcoming change in. Uh, European debt protection legislation will make it easier for people to bring uh, claims for compensation in cases like Ashley Madison. And I think we're already seeing potential class actions for privacy. You know, Max Schrems has his uh, action in Austria, which is proceeding somewhat slowly. It's been kicked out uh, uh, and there's an appeal. And we've also had this case called uh, Vidal uh, Hall in the UK. In the the Vidal Hall case concerns Google's use of uh, cookies on the uh, Apple Safari browser, and it's been to the Court of Appeal in uh, March last year. They said two fairly significant things: the misuse of private information is a tort, meaning that 
proceedings can be started against a party outside the jurisdiction of the UK. That would obviously include a Canadian website operator like Ashley Madison. And secondly, the Court of Appeal ruling allows financial compensation for distress, even if there's no monetary loss. Um, and again, previously people had thought there would be uh, need to be monetary loss. Obviously, in cases like Ashley Madison, it's very hard to prove monetary loss. You know, just because my, you know, wife, husband, significant other won't talk to me about uh, across the breakfast table, <laughs> you know, doesn't necessarily mean to say it's monetary loss. We we know, and we've talked about it before, that a number of people have suffered severe embarrassment at, at work. Others, particularly those in the military, leading to disciplinary proceedings in cases. Um, but why there's a lack of certainty is that Google have uh, appealed to the Supreme Court and that uh, appeal is now in the queue to be heard. And there's an, a, an appeal on three grounds, really. And we're still in a case of some uncertainty on class actions uh, for, for privacy particularly. And there have been a number of or starts and fails after security breaches. So the so the sort of the, the situations up in the air as far as class actions are concerned, though in my view the direction of travel is in favour of them. And it seems to me that cases like Ashley Madison may um, may be something of the tipping point. At the same time, however, the other point you raise is around uh, anonymity. And there's a widespread public debate going on in the UK, particularly at the moment, over a case called the PJS case. Now, even if you know who's involved, Eric, best not to guess, but PJS concerns a well-known uh, entertainer, and that, I'm trying to be gender neutral, that entertainer's significant uh, other, and uh, uh, allegedly other parties involved in, mm -hmm. I guess the old-fashioned English word would be shenanigans. And that uh, case, again, we think, and, uh, and it's what's called a super injunction, so we're not entitled to know who's involved, nor are we really getting much information about progress in that case. But that uh, is imminently before our Supreme Court as well. And presumably the Supreme Court are going to give us guidance on claims for anonymity in cases, particularly where people are saying there is likely to be severe embarrassment or in the PGS case where they say that uh, children are involved and those children should be protected against the harm of their parents' infidelity, which again mm -hmm. might be something that would crop up in the Ashley Madison case, potentially to give anonymity to claimants if they said that they were, you know, that, that, that their children could be harmed uh, were it um, revealed that they were uh, adulterers and, and their children believe they have a stable home life or whatever. We, children's rights tend to trump other considerations in our law from time to time. So I guess my slightly long-winded answer is that I don't think there's an easy answer from a UK point of view. And there are two different threads, the sort of encouragement of uh, class actions and the possible discouragement 
of clerks of an anonymity uh, to protect individuals. And it'll be interesting to see from the, from the UK Supreme Court in the next few months how both of these cases pan out and, and, and whether we can get um, damages as a result. I mean, the one other development I'd mention is that obviously cases like Ashley Madison generally tend to be better reported in the US than in Europe because of your data breach laws which make uh, more reports public. Um, we have had developments this year. The GDPR will bring in a more widespread data breach notification. We also have a new cybersecurity directive which will extend the obligations on people to make uh, uh, public security breaches. And the Netherlands altered its law in January to bring in uniform data breach reporting. So I think those reporting uh, obligations are likely to bring us more class actions after breaches as well. Well, good thoughts, Jonathan. I really appreciate that. And uh, I'll just make a couple final points, given that we're past the 10 of the Tech Law 10. Uh, interesting your point that you know we have these uh, pretty much state-by-state -state, uh, data breach notification laws, uh, and they are fairly strict. Because um, in most other respects, uh, I find that privacy protection is greater in Europe uh, and in the UK than in the US. And then my final point is you also used the word Trump out of your many hundreds of words. Uh, <laughs> you said the word Trump. I hope this is not an omen that each of us used the word Trump. I, I don't think so. But thanks again for joining us for this very interesting Tech Law 10. We suspect that you'll be hearing about Ashley Madison again at some point. It's just too interesting a case uh, in a situation. Uh, my name is Eric Sinrod. I'm a partner in the San Francisco office of Dwayne Morris. Uh, my email address is ejsinrod at dwaynemorris.com. You can find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Jonathan, bring it home. Thanks very much, Eric. I shall try and resist using the, uh, the T word again, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. particularly on, unless and until we have the tech law special on forgetting to register a private jet. Um, <laughs> but uh, we'll save that one for another day. So I'm yep. uh, jonathan.armstrong at cordrycompliance.com. As Eric says, we love to receive your comments, suggestions, and we look forward to speaking to you again in a week or so. Uh, thanks for listening. Adios.